Welcome to Oklahoma Ghost Stories. This is your host, Brad Heath, bringing you another edition of the OGS podcast. Uh, with us tonight, Jeff Provine, author. Uh, you're going to love this uh, interview tonight. He has a book uh, coming out, Haunted Oklahoma. You definitely want to go check this book out. Uh, this is uh, right up your alley. And anyone who loves the uh, ghost hunting and, and uh, spooky stories, this is the one for you. You're going to want to pick this one up. But before we get to Jeff, let me mention our sponsor for tonight, the Military History Center and Museum in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. The uh, History Center is open Tuesday through Saturday. They've got extended hours going on right now during the week for the summertime. It's only a $5 entry fee to come in if you're 18 or older. Kids are free. Uh, they've got brand new displays going up uh, this week as we speak, and they have a flight simulator. So if you have uh, someone who is interested in flying and they want to test their metal, this is the place to do it. You can go jump on their flight simulator and give it a shot and see what you think. So go check them out. They're in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. They're on College and Main Street right there in the middle of the Rose District. Uh, great place. It's a nice day trip. Plenty of places to eat, things to see. And make sure you swing in there and say hi to Dennis, who is the head docent. And by the way, they do have some ghost hunters who are coming to the museum. I believe later this month, uh, July 24th, they're going to be there. And uh, that building, in fact, was the original hospital in Broken Arrow. Still has the the uh, emergency ramp at the back for, for emergency uh, uh, patients and the morgue downstairs so a uh, very interesting night uh i'm sure they'll be going live and uh, i'll give you more details on that later but let's go ahead and dive right in uh jeff provines our guest he's the author haunted oklahoma this is a book you can pick up on amazon uh roman.com that's r-o-w-m-a-n.com uh go look it up and go check it out but uh jeff tell us a little bit about yourself tell us where you're from who you are and and uh, give us some some background on who Jeff Provine is. Hey, uh, well, I guess to begin at the beginning, I grew up outside of Enid, out on the old uh, flat plains where you can see 20 miles in every direction. Um, then I came down to Norman for school at OU, and uh, I've just been kind of kicking around ever since. I uh, started teaching English at OU, and now I'm a professor of English at Oklahoma City Community College. Well, and obviously, you know, having uh, the background being from from Oklahoma and probably having learned some Oklahoma history over your time and having traveled around in Oklahoma, you've probably come across some pretty unique places and, and unique things. And I'm always amazed at the number of people who don't know very much about Oklahoma. You know, it's almost like if you're mm -hmm. not from here, uh, you don't know too much about the state. But uh, being from here. And uh, having spent time in Oklahoma, your your basically your entire life, uh, what are some of the places you've traveled to and you visited that uh, have left an impression on you? Uh, well, there's nothing like driving through the Panhandle and just just seeing it roll on for miles and miles until you start seeing all those plateaus up into the Black Mesa. Right. Uh huh. And uh, how did you get interested in haunted Oklahoma? Well, I've always liked spooky stories, uh, so um, watching scary movies, uh, Tales from the Crypt, good stuff like that, And uh, but I've never really had too many spooky experiences myself. One or two things have come up while doing research, um, 
so it's kind of like the house on haunted hill where the professor gets everybody together all these psychics saying we're going to try to get some ghosts together and uh i, I just want to see you know what what can happen if we really get the context and really study what's happening and uh, i've had a lot of sensitive people tell me like don't mess with that you know just just don't worry about it right. which yeah <laughs> can make sense for a lot of stuff but other things it's it's kind of cool to find out the background of where the spooky stuff comes from absolutely and you know a healthy dose of 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 skepticism i think is good you know <laughs> um i don't think we should just buy into into everything uh you know that that, that floats around especially on the internet these days you can find mm -hmm. just about anything if you if you go google it and 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 try and make your own case but you know to go and experience it yourself and to go be there and to research it and do the do the background and the history on it that that really takes more of a dedication i think uh on your part because you are really you're you're fact hunting oh for sure yeah it's all uh putting that journalism degree to work it's it's more uh what's the story behind the story? Not just here's a few possibly unexplainable things, but here's an explanation. Absolutely. And one of the things I've noticed when you begin to get out and about and research those stories is that you come across some pretty unique individuals. Uh, what's been your experience as far as some of the people you've been able to meet while on this, uh, on this journey for this book? Uh, it's always impresses me the wide range of folks. So it's not just, you know, the stereotypical weirdo who says, oh, you know, here's all the ghosts that have hunted me through my life. Um, but it's everybody. They say, well, you know, when I stayed at my grandmother's, I, I didn't like sleeping in this one room. I always had nightmares when I did. And, and I never talked to this about anybody else. But 20 years later, my brother said the same thing. Uh, my favorites are the ones who hands down say there's no such thing as ghosts, but here's what happened to me. And show pictures and, and uh, have this otherwise unexplainable experience. Yeah, and I've heard many story exactly that way. And in fact, um, one of the earlier podcasts we did was with a uh, sponsor, uh, Ed Lindsay of Lindsay Law Firm. And, and, and Ed's a lawyer, and he's one of the most grounded individuals I think you'd ever meet. And educated, professional, and yet he has a story. He has an experience. He, he, he had something, uh, he and his wife had something that happened to them in their house and they, you can't, they can't explain it just other than, well, it was some type of a haunting. So as you've done your research, do you find that, that that's typically the case that you always find, or, or you have found some people who are just normal everyday citizens who are experiencing something? For sure. Yeah, I would say that's everybody. Very rarely do you get somebody who's actively trying to have a paranormal experience or something, maybe try to mess with a Ouija board or something, which I've had lots of folks talk to me and say, you know, don't don't try that because you'll bring in something you don't want to and you don't know what you're doing. So you're not going to be able to close that portal off once it's open. Uh, right. but really, yeah, it's just everyday folks. Well, and I've never messed with one myself. I'm I'm afraid to. I'll be honest. I'm I'm scared of the damn thing. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know how a toy company was able to create something that that uh, uh, is supposed to be some type of a portal uh, to another dimension or to uh, to uh, to an evil you know evil porter for uh, stuff to come through. But I'm not going to mess with it. So Jeff, <laughs> I'm going to give you some advice, and I'm going to say don't mess with it either. 
I'd say definitely not. The One of the weirdest things that's happened to me, I, I was up at my folks farm a couple of years ago and we were cleaning out the granary and um, everything covered in dust and cobwebs and things. But back in one of the corners, there was this Ouija board just sitting out there, no dust, no cobwebs, completely clean. And I uh, did not touch it, right? Because I've seen movies like that and so forth. But uh, later I asked my mom about it and she said, oh, you know, I had one when I was a kid and we never really did anything with it. And so once, you know, the spookiness kind of wore off, I decided, well, uh, you know, my mother-in-law collects old um, board games, so maybe she might want this. So I went back to look for it, completely gone. Nobody could find it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, see, that's, that's what we're talking about. That that damn game. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying away from it. I tell you what, my my older brother to this day, um, when they're walking through a, a store, if there's a game aisle. He will not walk past the thing if it's sitting up in the oh, wow. uh, in the aisle. Um, so, you know, I think there there could definitely be something to it. Obviously, the, you know, there's so many stories that, that surround that thing. But but here in Oklahoma, you know, there's a lot of buildings, I think, that mm-hmm. have that have some history behind them and that have some hauntings to them. And, you know, I mentioned the uh, the military history center and museum in Broken Arrow. That's the old Broken Arrow Hospital. It's the original hospital for that town. And uh, there's been people who have come in and said, well, I was born here. I, I broke my arm and have, I had my arm set over there. And, of course, there's been people, you know, die and pass through that, that, that building. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what they get when they come out to, uh, to, to investigate that, that place. But mm-hmm. what are some of the, you know, without giving away your book, what are some of the places that you've come across that were just truly unexplainable? Uh, I mean, where even to start? Well, I guess the most famous around central Oklahoma is the Skirvin Hotel. Uh, got all the uh, big press from the sports pages with basketball players coming to stay there and then complaining that ghosts were bugging them during the night. And that's why they didn't play the Thunder so well. Right, right. Yeah. And there's, so teams, which, there's teams that to this day will not stay there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which they should. It's nice. And I've talked to lots of people who have very good night's sleep there. No problem at all. Um, and other people who do actually try to go in for that paranormal experience and end up not having anything. So it really, really seems to be hit or miss. Maybe it's something about them. You know, there was a time a few years ago when when people were very reluctant to share their stories. But it seems like now there's been, I don't want to say an awakening, but there's been an acceptance and, and, and people <laughs> seem more... Uh, uh, you, you know, forthcoming with their information and with their stories. It, it, have you found that to be the same? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I started gathering uh, some stories about 2009 down at University of Oklahoma. I uh, started a little walking tour for them with stories uh, like the little boy who roller skates around the old hospital building uh, or the dog that's buried at the 50 yard line, our first mascot, Mex, who's still att- attending games and People say they feel him as he's walking around on the sidelines. And uh, there's just such a breadth of stories that it it blows my mind. And you were doing those tours as a student, right? Uh, I had just finished grad school. So I I had uh, I was doing some student teaching there as a a graduate student and then uh, became an adjunct professor teaching English and got these stories going, which uh, I couldn't imagine trying to do this 20, 25 years ago. I mean, today people are like, oh, well, you know, I've seen those shows and other people have stories too. But um, nine times out of 10, folks will just be tight-lipped and say, no, I don't know any spooky stuff. Uh, unless somebody starts telling stories and then suddenly everybody's got something. 
yeah, everybody wants to open up at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there's so many things that you can find on television right now on streaming services. There's, there's all kinds of different shows and things out there. Have you ever, have you ever uh, watched some of those shows just to see how they do things and just to, you know, even though you're only getting a 30 minute or an hour long show, it takes them probably, you know, 16 to 20 uh, hours of footage just to get, you know, 10 mm-hmm. or 15 minutes. But um, have you watched those? And what do you think about those shows and what they do? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, they're always so much fun. Uh, and it is nice to have those condensed events. Cause when you go out for real investigations, I mean, it is a dedication of time and energy and you got to be quiet so you can pick things up. And um, I'm, I'm real bad at investigations cause I, I get jumpy and want, want something to happen. <laughs> and then something starts happening and I don't want to be there anymore. So right, ironically right. big chicken about all this stuff, but I love talking about it, which I guess is that, that distance of for safety. And so just tell me what happened afterward and we'll kind of, craft those stories together uh well and and yeah. and writing about it too though i mean that's that you know that you could probably have those moments where you are at the computer all by your lonesome in the house all by yourself and you're you're going over these uh these stories <laughs> have you have you ever felt like somebody was watching you while you were typing out one of your stories oh all the time yeah which <laughs> uh teaching during the day a lot of the writings after dark and two or three in the morning working away and you just know that somebody's right there behind you. So don't turn around. Tell me, tell me you've, uh, you've freaked yourself out at some point. Oh, at least six or seven times. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah. The cat will knock something over or jump into my lap and just let out uh, a very high pitched squeal. We'll call it that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I, I would probably do a little more than that, but, uh, I noticed that there are a series of these books that cover uh, several states. Um, are mm-hmm. you part of that? Is that you as well, or is that someone else? That's someone else. So I've uh, written really localized uh, books. I did the Campus Ghosts of Norman and Haunted Norman, uh, as well as teaming up with Tanya McCoy for the uh, Haunted Oklahoma City, Haunted Guthrie, and Haunted Shawnee books. Um, and then uh, they approached me saying, Hey, do you have any statewide stories? And I, I said, sure, because I'm always writing these things down. I've got three notebooks now, two of which are almost filled up completely. Wow. Yeah. There is no shortage once you start digging into stories. Yeah. And it's, it's Tanya McCoy's group. That's going to be coming to that investigation uh, over in broken arrow. So it, yeah, it should be good. They were up in uh, Blackwell just a few weeks ago and a full body apparition. They had two or three, uh, clear spirits doing EVPs. They helped a couple of ghosts pass on. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting stuff. And, and to, you know, to be able to potentially witness that is something I'm, I'm looking forward to now. I, I, I don't know that I want to talk to them though. Uh, have you, have you ever experienced anything like that? You know, where they do the EVP sessions and you ask a question and then you get, you know, you go back and listen and you hear an answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Uh, a couple of times, uh, uh, I served as uh, the advisor for the Sooner Paranormal Society back when that was on campus at OU. And we did a couple of sessions in the the library, the famous Bazell Memorial Library with the decks where it's all just books crammed together and glass plate floors. And the legend is somebody fell through the floor and broke their neck and now they're haunting it, uh, which digging into that, there's not records of anybody falling through the floor and dying. Uh, so probably just a campus legend. Uh, but you get stuff that kind of wanders in and sticks around and 
we've had a couple of times, um, one of our, our sensitive students came in and she was, uh, got this really weird sensation, uh, right at the same time that all the EMF meters started kicking around and the EVPs kept coming saying rose, 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 uh, over and over again. And she, um, just kind of let her feelings guide herself over to the poetry section and found this book, um, with rose in the title. That was this, uh, young poet's book. And, uh, as soon as she touched it, everything went silent. It just shut off, basically. Wow. And later, she did some digging and found out the young poet passed away shortly after the book had been uh, published. And um, I guess was reaching out to make sure people read it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never know, right? You never know what what that message could be. Uh, you've got to spend some time kind of deciphering the, some of those. But you mentioned the... Uh, the mascot, the dog at, at the University mm -hmm. of Oklahoma, who's buried at the 50 yard line. Have you found that there are a lot of animal hauntings? Uh, there are a few. I mean, we don't typically, uh, I guess, try to communicate with them, but um, there's Mex, the dog there. There's uh, Bo, the railway dog over in Shawnee. Um, so something about those dogs just like to stick around and make themselves known. Right. Right. And obviously being here in Oklahoma, uh, you know, this was Indian territory uh, back mm -hmm. in the day, and, and it, we have a strong uh, Native American presence, obviously. And so uh, I would think that that alone would, would, would probably lend itself towards having uh, some type of a, a Native American presence as far as, you know, ghosts are concerned. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we might not think of it now, but uh, going back through the history books, the um, Caddo Mississippian culture outside of what is now Spyro over in the East part of the state. They, they were the economic center of North America. I mean, they had trading routes that went hundreds, even a thousand miles in every direction, uh, built those giant mounds that people can still go tour today. Um, even though it got looted back in the thirties, they barely even made a scratch. There's so much more to be found in there. Yeah. Uh, and they have some strange, spooky stuff happening. I mean, when the guys were trying to loot it back in the 30s, uh, they called it the Tink, uh, King Tut on the Arkansas River. Um, and just like the tomb in Egypt, there was all kinds of weird things happening to the guys who were trying to loot it. They, uh, A lot of them died in the digging. Just stuff would collapse when it probably shouldn't have. Um, a lot of them disappeared. Uh, one of the guys who was uh, working on the corporate side trying to get, you know, permits and things going he uh, was found dead in a creek bed that only had about six inches of water in it wow so yeah something something was going on there and well was, and go ahead oh yeah there's a recorded incident about 1904 uh, before they knew about the mounds being uh, kind of a um, not ancient but medieval culture uh, the mrs brown who was living there and just farming it uh, her uh, mules didn't like going anywhere near the mounds she couldn't couldn't do it ended up selling them. And then one morning she woke up and there was this big flash of blue light and a, uh, a spirit woman figure uh, burst out of the top and circled her way up into the skies, riding a chariot pulled by giant cats. Wow. Yeah. So you never know what you're going to find when you start reading old newspapers. Very, very interesting for sure. We're, we're here with uh, Jeff Provine. He's the author of Haunted Oklahoma, jeffprovine.com. Make sure you go check it out. Make sure you buy this book. You're going to want to add this book to your collection. We were talking about some of the things that he's seen in his travels and his research.
uh, covering haunted Oklahoma. And, and, you know, this is also a military state, Jeff. This is, you know, we've got mm-hmm. a big military presence. I know a lot of people know that there were there were Civil War um, uh, battlefields here in Oklahoma. Have you uh, ventured into any of that uh, realm of, uh, of hauntings on the military side? Oh, for sure. Yeah, like every fort has stories. Fort Reno, Fort Gibson, uh, just piles and piles of stories. Uh, as well as you mentioned the the Civil War thing. And as I was starting my research, I thought, okay, you know, there's probably some tie, but uh, there's so much that I finally had to narrow it down and just do a chapter on the Battle of Honey Springs outside of Chicota. Right. Um, which I did not remember this from high school Oklahoma history class, but I mean, that was a major turning point for this region in the Civil War. The, the Union severely outnumbered the South uh, soldiers, uh, poised and ready just to overrun them. And then nine in the morning, there was just a little bit of summer rain and that depleted the Southern uh, uh, powder enough that their guns would misfire and union victory chased them all the way back to the South, almost to Texas. And uh, otherwise uh, all those, what it would have been about 8,000 soldiers made it up uh, to the Eastern part of the state, taking Fort Smith and um, who knows, may, may have, had the battle of Vicksburg go in a very different way. That's, that's very true. And, and uh, if you've never been to Vicksburg, uh, anyone out there listening, you definitely want to go check that out because it gives you a whole new perspective on, on what uh, fighting in the South looked like uh, during that, during that time period. And, and um, Honey Springs is, is a, is a great story. I'm glad that you've gone and covered that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Love. I'd love for that to be taught in schools. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about the haunting side of things. So let's, let's stay on track with that. And this book, Jeff, when, when, when people pick this book up, what is, uh, what can they expect from you in this book? So they're going to, they're going to get, um, just about 50 spots in Oklahoma that have really good historical connections with those ghost stories. So you can find out a little bit more while, getting a little bit of chills, like at Honey Springs, we don't know how many people died. Like We just don't know. There's mass graves all over. And there's a figure that stands out there. Uh, vividly enough, people can tell he's Native American descent, has uh, dark complexion, longer black hair, wearing a Confederate infantryman's uniform. And um, I've talked to dozens of people who have seen him and swear up and down it was somebody out there, even though it, nobody, no person uh, with a uniform trying to do com- some reenactment or anything just some soldier left over keeping watch now let's take off our our journalism hats let's take off our our research hats and 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 let's just talk one-on-one i -hmm. have my opinions on what i think this stuff is whether it's residual energy or it's an actual spirit that is stuck uh what's your opinion on it jeff what do you think we're seeing I think it's complicated. I, I I think I don't understand it even even just to scratch the surface, really. Um, so just from my perspective of all this, something is definitely going on. That's that's guaranteed. What it is exactly, um, I mean, it could be uh, people who are supposed to be resting and not for whatever reason, and, and maybe they're confused and need help moving on, or maybe they've got a purpose. Uh, or it could be something else. I, I talked to a paranormal investigator once who um, was telling me all the stuff he did. And I said, 
I said, oh, you know, it's a lot of perspective on ghosts. And he said, well, there's no such thing as ghosts. They're all demons masquerading as ghosts. And that just raised even more questions in my mind. Right. So, and, 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 yeah. and, and I've heard, I've heard, stu- I heard, I've heard similar stuff about, you know, the evil side of things and, and demonic sides of, of different uh, ghosts and hauntings and what they, what they could or, or couldn't be. I, you know, for me, it's just too, um, it happens too often where, where people experience something or they see something or they hear something. And if you've ever uh, dealt with any mediums or anybody like that, Crystal Miles is, is one that uh, I've interviewed here on this podcast with the uh, OGS. And, you know, they, she firmly believes that, that sometimes spirit just gets stuck and is unsure uh, what to do. But then there's also like a residual energy that is left mm-hmm. behind, almost like a timestamp. Um, and that sometimes is what, what people see. And not to continue to go back to the Civil War, but people like Gettysburg say that they sometimes, uh, you know, July 2nd, they'll hear cannon fire. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of a timestamp, you know, that's kind of a, uh, a, a residual energy that just won't leave that land for whatever reason. Um, you had mentioned uh, King Tut's tomb, and that's, that's uh, a nugget from the book. Uh, you know, if anyone out there who's interested, go to Roman.com, go to Amazon, um, pick it up, uh, JeffProvine.com, uh, go look up his website. But you had mentioned that that particular one, which is very interesting because I don't think a lot of people really uh, know about uh, what they call King Tut's tomb on the Arkansas River. And and uh, I'm glad that you've got that 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 nugget in there. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the hotel downtown. Uh, Oklahoma City, where the uh, NBA basketball players refuse to stay, which is hilarious to me. I think they should put, <laughs> I think they should put cameras in there and 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 make it a pregame show or something. But um, the University of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State University, a lot of the schools. There's some older uh, universities here in Oklahoma. I'm always amazed at how these institutions they maintain and they they keep these original buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, in place uh they have an incredible library of books paintings uh artwork uh statues um even even things like trees that 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 have been there since the uh, uh university was established and on the campus uh you know there's uh there's a museum as well so you spend a lot of time at the university of oklahoma you're still there um what if if someone was going to visit the campus uh, get permission to go or, or, or whatever. Where's, where's one place that they definitely need to go and uh, see for themselves? Well, definitely most famous is the Bazell Memorial Library with the library ghost. They even talk about it on the, the regular tours. Um, the old hospital, which is now offices for um, the Arts, College of Arts and Sciences, um, it's all um, just, you know, very white collar papers like not not really spooky stuff going on but everybody there swears up and down they've had motion sensors flick on in the middle of the night stuff has been moved around in their office even though it was locked up um some people claim to hear him they say he giggles in the middle of the night and all kinds of fun stuff um and then white hand hall uh one of the first dormitories on campus um 
it was actually the Mason's dormitory before it was on campus. It was sold to the university after the GI Bill came through and they needed somewhere to put all the soldiers come, coming back and going to school. Uh, they have so many EVPs um, all the time. And uh, they like to say that it was the students and they elected enough to come back and kick around, which evidently they do. That's great. Yeah. And, and anyone out there who's listening, if you uh, have experienced something uh, along the same lines that uh, Jeff here is talking about, uh, when we post this on our Facebook page, go ahead and send us a message. Go ahead and post post to it. Let us know what you've experienced. Let us know if you've been to King Tut's tomb. Let us know if you've been out to Honey Springs or Fort Gibson or uh, Fort El Reno. Let you know. Tell us your experiences as well. Uh, we'll get you uh, uh, con- connected. Uh, Jeff will be on there and he'll be uh, uh, reading the comments as well, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we want to make sure that uh, we support Jeff because he's he's a local guy. He's not someone who's come in from out of state to uh, take up all of our ghost stories and try to profit <laughs> off of it. So we want to support him as much as possible. We want to get the word out about the book. So when we post it, be sure and share that to your page and uh, tell all your friends and all your other fellow uh, ghost hunters out there about it and uh let's let's let, let's generate some traffic for jeff and let's uh, generate some book sales but so i asked you what they can expect and 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 i think uh you know our listeners are pretty pretty well educated on the subject on the topic um tell us about the future jeff what do you got coming up are you going to do another one of these or what's going on oh for sure yeah I, as i was doing the research for it i mean there's uh easily just from the notes i've got uh another collection we could put together. So I'm, I'm working on a, a pitch for that. So maybe we'll have a more ghosts of Oklahoma down the road. Uh, and then um, always looking for uh, more stories to gather and uh, really trying to get those oral stories put down on writing. Like that's, that's really the goal. Um, so there are so many stories from Lawton that would make an amazing book. Um, so if somebody from Lawton wants a co-writer, just give me a shout. Um, and gosh, Kaimichi region, we talk about all the Bigfoot hunters and all the um, stuff going down with the old Indian schools. Um, there's just so many stories. And um, again, I'm, I'm the researcher, right? I, I want to know what's the story and how does it all fit? Well, and you feel free to dive through any of our old podcasts because we've had mm-hmm. people from, from just about all of those those regions to, to discuss things. In fact, we recently had a, a gentleman on from Fort Gibson who his, his trail cam caught what we call the running ghost of Fort Gibson. But um, mm-hmm. you can clearly see something goes across there. Um, and, it, and you know, some people see it, some people don't. I've slowed it down. I've watched it. It, it definitely, to me, looks like somebody running. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're we big on, on giving as much support as we can, connecting the dots uh, for people, letting people uh, make their own decisions on some of this stuff. But more importantly, just like you said, preserving the history, preserving the stories. And uh, boy, we, we get some good ones here and we get a lot of, of messages from people who, who want to tell their story. So um, you and I will stay connected. We'll stay hooked up. I'll, I'll, I'll funnel you some, some information when I get it, but I mentioned jeffprovine.com. That's J E F F P R O V I N E.com. Where are some other places people can find you? Uh, check me out on Facebook uh, at author Jeff Provine. 
And that'll have links to the ghost tours that I do uh, in Norman and Oklahoma City, walking around telling uh, spooky stories where you can get a good look at the building. Uh, also, I'm on Twitter, at Jeff Provine, and you can check out some of my short stories. Very good. And like I said before, uh, Roman.com, R-O-W-M-A-N.com or Amazon, uh, any place that you go to get your books, uh, you'll be able to find Haunted Oklahoma. Give us the full title, Jeff. I know there's a bigger title than that. Haunted Oklahoma, Ghosts and Strange Phenomena of the Sooner State. There you go. And, and, and Jeff, anything you want to throw out there before we get off here? Uh, make sure those stories get written down. There's so many bits of oral history that you don't really think about being important just because you hear it, but then future generations won't have the chance of hearing it. So, so tell folks your stories, get them recorded. You heard the man, get them recorded, message us, let us know what you have going on. If we think uh, uh, Jeff needs to know about it, we'll certainly funnel it to him, but you don't have to go through us. You can always find him on Facebook and Twitter. You can always go to his website and reach out that way and just go directly to the to the guy and, and, and tell him your story. And who knows, maybe your story ends up in a book somewhere. Again, it's Haunted Oklahoma. The author is Jeff Provine. Jeff, it's been great having you on. Let's let, let's do this again down the road. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks so much. This has been a blast. And don't forget, everybody, the Military History Center and Museum in Broken Arrow College in Maine on uh, Main Street in Broken Arrow right in the middle of the Rose District. It's a great day trip. You'll enjoy it. Lots to do right there in downtown Broken Arrow. So for Jeff Provine, remember jeffprovine.com. I'm Brad Heath. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Oklahoma Ghost Stories.